You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. Welcome to Geeky Show Ever, episode 87. Well, Kevin and I are back again, and you know what? If you ever wanted to know how amazing it is to actually have podcasters on opposite sides of the world, I've got, you know, extreme heat temperatures here today. I'm sweating in certain places. It is hot. You might hear the fan behind me. I apologize for that sound, but you know what? I'd have to disrobe if it got any warmer. So uh, <laughs> the fan oh. stays on just for Kevin's benefit. But you oh, know what? Please, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Kevin's actually got zero. I mean, literally, temperature-wise, zero. And you know what's strange, Kevin? We're both wearing T-shirts, and I bet you're wearing shorts as well, aren't you? Yes, I am. I, I wore my shorts. I was uh, just outside... I don't know, about 10 minutes ago, double-checking some uh, Christmas decorations outside. and uh, But now, I did when I went out earlier today, I did have on long pants, but I still had on a T-shirt. So. <laughs> you are crazy, my friend. Absolutely crazy. Now, how, how did Thanksgiving go, and how did the, the whole, whole set-up and start to the holiday season go for you this weekend? Well, it was great. I mean, we got an extra half a day off, so my holiday weekend actually started at 11.30, Wednesday, I got off from work, and it was payday. Yay me! <laughs> oh. So uh, it was it was really great. Uh, I came home, got ahead of most of the traffic, got to spend the time with the kids. Uh, my wife had been preparing most of the dinner for Thursday, which is th- was Thanksgiving here. Well, I, I, I saw you actually was stirring the the gravy, and I'm thinking, is that your contribution, Kevin? <laughs> No, I was just stirring. I was I. I didn't even make the stuff. I was just stirring. It. <laughs> oh. But uh, I helped there, and uh, it went really well. This was the first Thanksgiving in the entire time my wife and I have been married that we stayed home. We didn't go visit my family. We didn't go visit my wife's family. We stayed home. Now, question: Did they come and visit you? No. Yes, nope. yes, that is the absolute perfect family holiday season. I absolutely love that when, you know, you've just got your immediate family around you and not everyone else. You know, there's then less disagreements. You can then, you know, scratch yourself in certain places and pants are optional. So, you know, it's absolutely yeah, superb. It, it was. It was It was the greatest Thanksgiving. The kids loved every single minute of it. I mean, we dearly love our families. That's not the point. Mm-hmm. But it was nice to get up. We watched the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, which uh, I don't know. You probably can't see that down there. We, we can't see it, but you know what? I've heard of it over the years. It's one of the biggest parades, you know, literally out there. So uh, it, it's hard. You have to be living under a rock to have not heard of it. And then, then of course, we had, I mean, it was a cornucopia. I actually did, though. I'll have to say this. We're going to talk about Black Friday a little bit, but most of the retailers here in the United States have now moved the Black Friday back into Thanksgiving. There was actually a headline on the local, one of the local newspapers that says, has Black Friday eaten Thanksgiving? You know, Thanksgiving <laughs> holiday. And I did get up Thursday morning. There were a couple interesting things that I'd seen in one of the sale papers. There's a retailer here in the United States known as Kmart. Uh, We've got like them out here as well. Uh, owned by Sears in this country. And 
because our paper is a small local paper, all the sale papers that would have normally come out in Thursday's edition, since they didn't publish the Thursday's edition, came in Wednesday's edition. They had a couple interesting things that I thought, you know, they said we're opening at 6 on Thanksgiving morning. I said, I'm not getting up at 6 o'clock in the frickin' morning to go mm-hmm. on Thanksgiving. But they had a, uh Android 7-inch tablet for $39. Wow. And they had a DVD player for $10. And I thought, you know what? I'll get up when I get up, and I'll get ready, and I'll ride over there. Well, I got up, and I was normal time, or, you know, I slept in until about 6.30, maybe 7 o'clock. And uh, then I woke, so I got up, and I said, well, I'm going to go and ride over there. Well, I got over there, picked up a friend. He rode with me, got over there. They had none, neither thing left. Hmm. They passing out tickets for this stuff to people who stood in line starting around 5 o'clock, maybe before Thanksgiving morning to get in to get these things. Now, I understand the television deals because it was. It was a good deal on the TV. But, I, you know, getting up at Thanksgiving morning at the butt crack of dawn to go stand outside in the dark, and it was kind of cool. We had a real heavy frost that morning. You know, stand out there for these deals. I just don't get it. There was a great article, and we can link to it in the show notes if you want to, about how the Black Friday thing isn't so great. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so, I, you know, I didn't get those two things. Came back by the CVS, which is a local drugstore. I noticed they had a DVD player, but it was a little bit more money. Swung by there, walked in, grabbed one, walked out. <laughs> I didn't have, to, I have to get cracked dawn. Went to the local little deli counter, got a breakfast sandwich, enjoyed that with my friend. Came home, then had a great relaxing day. You know, sat around even though it was cold outside. Yes, I was wearing a t-shirt and shorts. <laughs> So it it was just a great day overall. So I I really can't complain. Sounds was, absolutely superb. Well, and that's always traditionally in our house. That's the day we gear up. I mentioned last week that I'd done my outside decorating. Mm-hmm. Then I this is the weekend that we do our indoor decorating, and we put up three Christmas trees. Technically, though, actually we have a Christmas tree in every room of the house except for the bathrooms. we've got two full-size christmas trees one smaller tree that's in the kitchen it's called a wall tree it's like cut in half and fits flat against the wall and then each of the kids had a little two-foot tree and when i was out looking for some replacement light bulbs yesterday i bought a little two-foot tree to put in our bedroom so now Every room in the house has a Christmas tree, like I said, except for the bathroom. And um, we decorated up. We put the trees up. We decorated them. We did. I put all the lights in the windows because I put candle sets and I put icicle lights in the windows. Um, we did. We put the lights on the trees. We put the garland that's lit up around the wall. And the there's like a wall that doesn't go quite up to the peak of the ceiling upstairs in the great room. We ran garland with multicolored lights around it, crossed the top of the kitchen cabinets, set out all the light-up figurines and the battery-operated reindeer and <laughs> all this kind of stuff. But the real kicker was, over the last few years, I've been buying pre-lit Christmas trees. You know, you buy them, take them out of the box, they got the lights on them, yep. you put them together, you're done. 
Sounds great, right? Mm-hmm. When, when the lights go bad. <laughs> I have had a spate of that recently. Well, this one nice tree that we have, we took it out uh, and dang damn it, part of the, oh, I can say damn it on our show. Damn it to hell, the lights were out on part of it. I'm sitting there going, oh, crap. I don't want to buy another fracking Christmas tree. So my wife and I decided, well, tell you what, we'll just take the lights that are pre-wired onto this tree off, and I'll go get Christmas lights, because the tree is in perfectly good shape. Mm-hmm. Well, she started on it while I ran up to the local uh, Home Depot, or, or uh, Lowe's store, excuse me, to get Christmas lights, and I actually found some really cool LED lights. So now both Christmas trees are completely covered in LEDs. And they're bigger bulbs than the, they're not the real little tiny ones like I was showing Mark at the beginning of the show. These are what's referred to here in the United States as a C7 size light bulb, which they're bigger. And consequently, you don't have to put as many on the tree. Where you would put four or 500 of the little LEDs, mm-hmm. you can get like 175 okay. of these because they're bigger and they put out more light. So I'm sitting here, and I'm pointing to Mark, but I know he can't see it because the camera's facing the wrong direction. Uh, but I put a picture of the tree out on Twitter that had those lights on it. Um, so it was much easier. We did that, and we put all our collectible ornaments. Uh, I've got my computer ornaments. Yes, yes, people, I have geeky computer ornaments that I put on the Christmas tree every year. And believe it or not, they, people give them to me. <laughs> That's cool. I own, there's only one of them I think I bought because I saw it on closeout someplace, and it's a little looks like a little laptop computer, and it says "talk nerdy to me." <laughs> oh, I like that. that. See, that's what every uh, every wife of a geek needs to do: talk nerdy to me. I've been trying to teach Gretel that for years, but uh, just for some reason it doesn't work. Well, you know, Kevin, I, I can say this much: I think you guys love Christmas. You really go full out for it. Yeah, I'm actually looking at, I might go back and get another decoration I saw. It's a set of lights that's made specifically to go around your computer screen. Oh, nice. The USB power, USB port on your computer. But they're made to fit around the computer screen. <laughs> I have to create my uh, computer for Christmas as well. My iMac shall be visibly festooned with uh, Christmas lights and stuff like that. Sounds but you good. The Black Friday stuff, I was talking about that. You know, that's a huge, big deal. I, and most of the retailers, because they're international now, they extend these sales out. You we, know, across. We, get, we get them as well, yeah. But I was really... I, I tweeted this out, I think it was yesterday, or maybe it was Friday. I don't remember. I was really disappointed. There wasn't anything that I was really... Uh, Dying to go out and get, you know, get up at the crack of dawn. And I did see where people got up at the butt crack of dawn and, you know, to go out and do these shopping trips. There was stuff in the local paper about the people, you know, swarming the stores. This one couple locally with their two children and the father sat. They were the first in line for the Best Buy that opened at midnight mm-hmm. a Friday. Uh, with the mother running Thanksgiving uh, leftovers and hot chocolate and coffee to them so they could stay there. Uh, <laughs> they'd been in line for like eight hours or seven hours, I can't remember, because they wanted to get four uh, HD televisions that were on sale. And they were, it was a really good deal, but I'm not giving up my whole fracking Thanksgiving afternoon and evening 
to do it. But right. uh, one of the the funny thing was too, there was also a video that I uh, I retweeted that uh, Steve Stanger, somebody we both know, tweeted out about these nutso people at a uh, uh, Victoria's Secret store somewhere out in Oklahoma. Yeah, it was in Oklahoma. They had apparently Victoria's Secret had this deal where the if you came into the store and you bought something or you were the first so many customers you got like this grab bag of stuff. Mm-hmm. This mob of people outside the Victoria's Secret store. Then they show these four clerks raising the gate, and they stomp over one or two of these clerks to get in that store. And it was like this throng of people just shoving into the store. It was like meat into a sausage grinder it's like holy crap and you know it was just unbelievable. And, the, and then I saw a picture on the newspaper today there was a cop breaking up a fight in front of a Target store which is again something else like Kmart Walmart little little higher class maybe it's like people really is it worth killing yourselves over some crappy ass shopping deals I don't care how good a savings it is I'm not going to kill myself to try to get them. Do yeah. you see anything down there with any holiday sales like that? You know what we used to? We used to have um, two big sales a year. So we'd have the, the either mid-season or mid-year sale. Uh, they'd call it either one. And then we'd have the Boxing Day sale, the day after Christmas Day. And, you know, that's when traditionally everything would be drastically reduced and, and really cheap, very similar to Black Friday. And we'd always have, you know, people getting crushed and needing to go to the hospital and, and everything like that. I don't recall any deaths, but, you know, there may have been some. Uh, but interestingly, they sort of changed that now. And you've got a, a situation in Australia where we have sales all the time on everything. You know, so one store will have... So we, we've got, like, Kmart, we've got Target... And then we've got Maya, David Jones. They're the four big department stores. And you can guarantee that every week one of them has something different on sale up to 40% off. So we never actually have a full price, a normal price anymore. We have a recommended retail price. But the problem is, because we have all these sales, you're just constantly looking for the best deal. You know, I haven't paid full price for iTunes gift cards for probably six months just purely because, you know, every single week someone's got 20% off or 25% off or 15% off. Um, so we, we don't see the big sales anymore. They still say oh, half yearly sales and end of year sales and everything like that. But when you go out and look at the store and look at the products, they're basically just giving away the crap that they couldn't sell at discount before. So no one really wants it anyway. Yeah, I, I, I was like I said, I didn't see anything that I really like. I've seen a couple online deals that were interesting. There was a, a Toshiba one terabyte portable hard drive I saw come across today for like sixty dollars or sixty five dollars. Well, have they really got those in one terabyte now? Yeah, I bought a one terabyte. Uh, was it West, Western Digital travel port? You know, portable hard drive. Oh, it was on sale. I needed it. Uh, was like three, four months ago. I think it was $129, and I've seen them as low as $90. And then I just saw this one today, which was $69. Mm, wow. So, I mean, that's, yeah, I'm looking for, I really like to have a two terabyte travel drive because that, that would, it works. And I use them for my backup strategy. That's yeah. without 
to great detail. That's what I use them for. So it would be nice to see one of those. I know a friend of mine picked up a three terabyte desktop hard drive for it was ninety dollars for USB three three terabyte hard drive. So I didn't think that was too bad a deal. That was at um, Costco, I think, is where he said he got that. So mm-hmm. I mean, there were there were some deals out there if you were hunting. I know Apple had some deals. Um, I didn't really look. I didn't have any money to spend on them anyway. So. <laughs> It's no use torturing myself by looking at something. <laughs> so I, I do that anyway, and then I place the order, and then I, I just sheepishly look at Gretel, and she just rolls her eyes <laughs> and let, lets me go along with it. Yeah, no, I, uh, I, I don't, I don't want my wife beating me up again. It's you know she beats me up regularly. <laughs> Bit embarrassing. Hey, Kevin, you know what? Speaking of all these uh, Black Friday, Cyber Monday deals, all that kind of stuff, uh, I know Cyber Monday hasn't hit you yet. I, it's hit, started to hit us with our local retailers. Again, there's not much uh, to buy. But um, you know what? I, I've got a little catalogue here with me, and I'm, I was looking through it before we started doing the show, and I'm like, wow, man, this, this is really cool. Why couldn't we have this as kids? And, and uh, you know, this is a booster seat for a car. And, of course, I'm, I'm showing Kevin the little catalogue. So it's a booster seat for kids, for uh, you know, under the age of seven. Now, imagine, if you will, when we were growing up, we were lucky to be strapped into the car, you know. And, and then generally it was questionable as to how, how good the seatbelt was. These seats, the, these car seats for kids... They've got an audio input, so you can take your, your iPad, your iPod Touch, whatever, your three-and-a-half-pin adapter, plug it into there, and then it's got speakers in the headrest so that your kid can be listening to their iPod and have the music in the, the head set area, like in the head area while you're driving along in the car. It is just insane. I looked at that and went, why, why, that, that's so cool. Why, why couldn't we have that? That is cool. I I think the coolest thing I ever had for my kids when they were little was the uh, um, the last set of booster seats we bought uh, the younger the younger two kids was um, they had little LED point lights on them so that they could point down and make it easier for them to read or see whatever they were doing or eating or you know whatever. But you know, built-in sound system into a booster seat. You know, my God, I, I rode in the back window of the car, for God's sake. <laughs> Child of the 60s. You know, <laughs> I don't think I wore a seatbelt until I was, took behind the wheel training in high school when I was like 16 years old back in the 70s. And that was only because they made me wear a seatbelt back then. <laughs> and it, you know, it was like, seatbelt, belt. who the hell needs those things? You know, messes uh. up my shirt or some shit like that but it's uh yeah i you know if, if we'd had an accident when i used to lay up in the back window of the car i'd come flying forward and shut out the windshield oh yeah definitely now that's just funny to see what they've got and, and you know that's not the only thing in this one single catalog i've got here a uh, mercedes-benz and this is for a kid six volt motorized right on mercedes-benz right there at the bottom and i'm just looking at it and i'm like really I'm going to get my son a Mercedes-Benz ride-on battery-powered car. You know what? He would love it. He Actually, maybe I should. I think it would be wonderful. Can I come play? 
You know, the only thing that would really irritate me is my butt's too big to fit in the seat. Well, they do have weight limits, dude. Yeah, I know. They're usually like 50 to 75 pounds US. Yeah. I don't know what... That, what that'd you suck. Use, do you use US empirical weights, or what do you use in Australia? Uh, we, we, we use uh, kilograms instead of pounds. So, so whatever, slightly, slightly whatever the conversion is, but like interestingly, uh, well, look, I, I go go karting periodically, so I can get into the go karts, no probs. They still zoom around for me, fine. But yeah, that that motorized ride on car, maybe yeah, I, I crush it, and and then the axle would just go crunch. <laughs> uh, yeah, I. I That's to say, you just remind me of a cool gift I got when I was a kid. This is really geeky. Bat, you remember the old Batman show the, from the 60s with... Uh, I love Adam, that one, yes. Adam West and... Crap, I can't remember the name of the guy that played uh, Robin. I, I never remember the guys who play Robin. They always seem a little bit wishy-washy to me. But I remember, this was in the 60s, I had this little Batmobile. The thing was probably, I don't know, four feet long or so. And it had it looked like the Batmobile from the show. It had the bat-shaped steering wheel. It had the little things on the back, those little pipes that came out the back of the car where it shot the smoke and the flame out. Had a little trunk with a little tool chest in it, you know, and it had the little radio that he could talk into. But the way the thing worked was it was spring loaded. You sat on it, then you pushed yourself backwards until you heard this certain noise. And then you pushed down a parking brake and you lifted your feet up, put them on top of the car and then you pulled the parking brake and the little car would shoot off and run about 30 or 40 feet before the spring unwound <laughs> that's cool it was a, if i can find there's a few pictures of me as a little kid riding this thing and i was just in seventh heaven but when you saw that mercedes uh for your son i thought oh wow i'd like to have my old batmobile back <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know what I, I just don't want to get my mercedes because Let's put it this way. I could never afford one. I doubt he will be able to either. You know what? I just hope he does better than me and can one day afford one of those. Now, Kevin, before we continue, we've got a really bad Skype connection again. Every time you talk and I talk, we're kind of going up and down and in and out. So we'll hang up and we'll start again. Be right back, listeners. Okay. Hello, hello. There we go. Hopefully that'll fix the problems for the listeners so they don't go, what the hell is going on? Why is Kevin going down all the time? I don't know. We've had really bad luck with Skype lately. It's, um, I don't know what's wrong, but maybe it's just Microsoft. So and, 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 <laughs> anyway, I, I mentioned that uh, we're moving. So December 15, we're moving. So we're not putting our Christmas tree up till December 16. <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty much. It'll be, be up in the new house. Um... But, you know, we've got so much more space. There's a backyard. We've got a shed. I'm actually thinking of buying a table tennis set because I absolutely love the, the game table tennis. I'm, it, it's always been one of those things because I used to play tennis when I was a kid growing up and uh, loved it, but I like table tennis more. It's just more of a challenge, a little bit of a faster sport, and you don't have to run so far. I think that's the Damn big right. advantage. That's what I, <laughs> yes, I like that too. <laughs> so, hey, you want to play um, a really... Freaky game of table tennis. Play it indoors where you've got fluorescent lights, well, any lights in a dark room, and have them turn the lights off and on while you're... Flick the lights off and on while you're playing. (laughs) It'll mess with your head. Oh, my God. That sounds hilarious. I might have to try that sometime. So, yeah, we'll we'll probably do that. You know, we're looking forward to the move anyway, which is going to be good. Now, I want to talk about... Because I'm still on this catalog, Kevin. This catalog's consuming my whole day, so... 
you know, we might as well can assume the whole show. Board games. Are you bored? Do you ever get bored and play board games, or do they just bore you? Oh, I love board games. There we I go. Love so we're, we're going low tech, people. So we've got here. Oh my god, there's a game called Doggy Do. I shit yes. you. I shit you not. Doggy Do. As as, yep. as what the hell? Is, why? Okay, look now. I, I walk my daughter up the hill every day to school. The school's 400 metres up the road. In 400 metres, I have to avoid 10 different piles of doggy do because the people in this area just don't clean up after their dogs. You know, there's some really nice people who do, and you see them with the bags, and they pick it up and everything, but most people don't. And the last thing you want is to stand in doggy do. When I've got a, that challenge every day, Kevin, why would I buy a board game called Doggy Do? I don't know, but my kids asked for it for Christmas. I will tell you that. Okay, between you and me, are you getting it for them? Uh, I don't know. I don't remember if we've gotten that or not. <laughs> you know, or somebody else. I'm, I'm looking at the picture and it says that you feed the dog, the dog poops, and then you scoop. Yeah, I can't remember the whole premise of the game. I've seen the commercial I don't think it's a game. It. I think it's like one of those, um, you know, those dolls that they had, you know, they've had them for a while where you feed them the bottle, then they wet the nappy, and then the kid has to change it, and it's too much like motherhood, and my daughter will never get one of those. Uh, <laughs> but doggy too. Oh, my God. Could they get any worse? Words yeah. with friends I've got in a board game. Well, that kind yeah, of scrabbles a bit better than words with friends. But yeah. how, how do you play words with friends when you play a board game? Because generally it's with your family and generally, you know, you, you're losing. So you throw the nana and you, you get your hand and you swipe the whole board across the room and all the letters go everywhere because you can't win. Or am I just alone um, here? You're kind of alone there, dude. Yeah, you know what? I, I was I, never I, good at Monopoly. <laughs> they, um, I don't know. You know, they also turned Angry Birds into a uh, board game. Yeah, they, they've got Angry Birds here too. So I kind of find this has been pointless, other than a good time waster for kids, because you build up the little scene and then you destroy it. I mean, you can just. The kids have toys here now. They get a ball and they roll the ball through and they destroy it. Now, why would I buy an extra game? I, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know if you get a little launcher. Maybe you get a little launcher that's kind of cool. Yeah, I think you do get a launcher. I think I saw that. Um, yeah. yeah, I'll tell you some cool board games that I know you would like. Have you ever played any of the Lego games? No, but they got the Lego games on the... Ooh. No, they, I thought they had them on the other page, but they've just got Lego on the other page. No, I, I haven't. Uh, but you, you've mentioned in a previous episode that you've got a couple of them, or at least one of them. The Ninjago got, ones, is it? Well, we've got Lego Ninjago. We've got Ninjago, which really isn't a Lego game. It's just a game. And then we have um, the Lego racing game, and we have Lego Indiana Jones, that might be the only two. I thought we had another See, one, but I, I can't remember. I, I've got all the Lego games. I've got Lego Indy, I've got Lego Harry Potter, and I've got Lego Star Wars, but they're all computer games. They're not your manual board games and so forth. So how, how does it differ? Because obviously, you know, the, the 3D computer games are immersive. You go through the worlds and, and so forth. How do the board games change the setup? Like, is it 
Um, I'm Is trying it to, the race similar game, or completely different? Well, the racing game, you kind of build the racetrack. It's kind of like a Lego thing that you just build, and then it's kind of a regular type of game for the most part, you know, racing around a board to reach a goal. and But you can pick up the pieces, and you move and put obstacles in the other person's way and stuff like that. The Indiana Jones one, I'm trying to remember. It's been a while since I played that one. And it was a bit more complicated, if memory serves me. And you had to build part of it, and you build the dice, and I can't remember the whole deal with that now. It was, mm. it was interesting. But we have a couple of I like those. that Lego dice. <laughs> yeah, you throw it down and it breaks up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, uh-huh. that's just... That's, that just made me laugh. <laughs> Stupidly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm gonna let it go. I'm just gonna let it roll. <laughs> oh dear! You know, I'm I'm looking in here and they've got how many different versions of Monopoly can they they possibly release? They've got standard Monopoly and then they've got Monopoly Millionaire, and um, you know, one thing that I sort of look at with Monopoly, I I even saw a Beatles Monopoly once where it, it was based on the Beatles and all their albums were on the, the board and everything. And I'm thinking, that's just... It's getting too commercialised. You know, when I was a kid, they had Monopoly, and that was it. Monopoly, Travel Monopoly, and then the Collector's Edition of Monopoly, which was a, a nice sort of... It was a box-type thing, and you put all the pieces and all the cards inside the box, and then you took it out and played on top of the box, and, and they were sort of gold-plated pieces, and... And stuff like that, but they've just kind of ruined that franchise a bit, in my opinion. But I was to say we've got I've got regular Monopoly. I've got one of the collectors' editions. I think it's like the seventy fifth mm-hmm. anniversary edition or something like that. I can't remember what it is. Um, and then I've got what's called because I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. I have a Dallas Cowboys branded version of Monopoly, <laughs> and then. Um, <laughs> We have the uh, we have one called Catopoly. You know, it's cat based. Yep. Basically, it's the same kind of game. They they tweak the rules a little bit, but you'll like this. Instead of building houses and hotels as you do in regular, oh, we have Monopoly Junior. I forgot about that one. We have that one too. Uh, but you build litter boxes. Oh God! And you know that's how, that's the equivalent of a house. And then you have um, fish something or other that you that's the hotel equivalent in Catopoly. So oh it's my uh, God. okay. Monopoly's gone way too far then. <laughs> well, I, I figured you you wouldn't like Monopoly Millionaire because of the way it uses the credit card thing. Yeah, I, I you know, probably t- wouldn't. I hate credit cards. So uh, I, actually, I hate credit in general uh, because all it is is a a way for the banks to keep people poor and to keep paying them money. So, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't like that kind of thing. So I'm glad you pointed that out because that would really irritate me. Um, well, you know, another game, I don't know if, how many versions they've come out with, is Risk. Hmm. Do you remember playing I, game I Risk? I've heard of it and I haven't seen it for a number of years. And I don't have it in my catalogue, Kevin. We're get, the the catalogue is the show notes. <laughs> two, two, <laughs> two grown men doing a show about toys that are in the catalogue. We have a name for the show, folks. The catalogue is the show notes. 
Um, but yeah, they've come out with a bunch of different versions of uh, Risk, and I, you know, I remember the classic version. Yeah, that's a strategic game, isn't it? From memory. Yeah, it's World Conquest. Yeah. The idea is to conquer the world. So I've and, played uh, the computer game version of it, just not the board game version. Yeah, there's. I've seen like three. Well, if I go to the local Toys R Us, there's two or three versions on the shelf right there, and I'm going, what, what? No, it doesn't need all this shit. Just the regular original, rest. The original works. Yeah, I was like, Egh. I'll have to tell you that it'll make you feel good. One of the first things I do when I'm playing Risk, the idea is you conquer areas, and then you those those form into continents. One of the first continents I always try to conquer is Australia. Woo! So it's divided <laughs> up into Western and Eastern Australia. Uh, New Zealand, oh, crap, I can't remember what the fourth one is. That makes there's four land areas that make up the what they call the Australian continent. Mm-hmm. It's the other one I can't remember now. Oh well, but on the on the risk board, that's the first place. It's easily to defend because there's only one way to get to it. So I start there, build my army, and then I move out into the uh, the Eurasian Peninsula and out into the Middle East and. You know, Asia and take over Asia and Europe and Africa, South America, North so America. There, there you know, one, there you go. One day we may just take over the world, and and Kevin's telling us how to do it. That's it. Absolutely. I hope our government's paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> Good board games. Do you have there that's consuming you? Well, hungry, it's hungry tr- hippos. <gasps> oh, I love that game. That game is fun, but it's also. I don't know if you could call it a game, really, because there's no skill involved. Would, okay, this is an interesting one. Would you class um, games as requiring skill or just games as in fun? Because Hungry Hungry Hippos is really a game about just having fun. It's not really about having skill, unless, of course, you, you know, you put the table one millimeter higher on one edge and you sit at the lower edge and then you <laughs> open the mouth and there they go. Yeah, I some games are both. Um there's a game that we got a year or two ago for Christmas called Frogger, Tree Frog or something like that. You got this tree that you put together and you push it down and it's battery operated and it rotates. And the idea is you shoot your frogs up onto the tree and get them to stick. Well, not only do you have to get them to stick while you're launching them off this little launcher, but then when the tree time comes up, so you get poof, and the tree pops. And then the question is to see if they can all stay on the tree when they do that. <laughs> whoever has the most frogs on the tree wins that game. Oh, so it's got a little bit of skill. And it's also <laughs> the bad dash of trying to launch your frogs, you know. And, you know, you're launching them, you get carried away, you launch them, hits the player sitting across the table from you right in the face with a frog, you know, these rubbery plasticky frogs you know i've had more than one hung up in my glasses sitting there playing <laughs> with the kids so oh, um, that's funny yeah um, they've got operation as well which isn't too bad i used to enjoy operation when i was a kid you know now i'd probably pass out but back when i was a kid i didn't think about blood and that but now it's like oh, i'm getting woozy um guess who was always a good one? Oh, my kids love that that was a good game. Uh, and then Scrabble, the original. And yes, I, I love Scrabble. Actually, Kevin, have you been playing the game Letterpress on iOS? 
I just started playing it. Oh, maybe a week or two ago. Oh, cool. So far, I'm, so far, I'm over two. I haven't won a game yet. That, um, that, that's that's all right. I keep getting my ass handed to me by uh, people who are. Uh, well, let's put it this way: they do a quicker Google search for the word than I can. <laughs> yeah, but that's cheating. I don't do the Google. No, search. Neither, neither do I. And, and, and I'm joking. The people who I play with. I truly believe that it's within their vocabulary. Yeah. vocabulary. Uh, of course, Mark's vocabulary is not very big, but uh, certainly in their vocabulary are uh, the words that they choose. So, um, well, there's nothing there's nothing more embarrassing for my wife and I than when we play Scrabble and two college educated people sitting there coming up with cat, dog, <laughs> run, walk, you know, like. <laughs> The hell is going on here? You know what? It, it is really hard, isn't it? It's so challenging. Like it, even with letterpress, I'm, I'm, you know, because I'm, I'm competing against different people that you know I collaborate with, and it's like, my God, if I put another three or four letter word or even a five letter word in, these guys are going to think I'm stupid and I'm not going to have a writing career anymore, and they're just going to we're not going to work with him. He just has no idea about words. But you know what? It's, it's really hard to, to come up with stuff, you know? It's very different to a finder word where the word's already there and you're just looking for the letters. You've actually yeah. got to think. And um, depending on what time of the day you play it as well can also determine whether or not it, you're actually getting, you know, um, good big words and, and so forth. So uh, now letterpress is good. Anyone who hasn't played it, please go and play it. It's a lot of fun. And don't cheat. Don't cheat. We don't like cheaters. Yeah, yeah I think uh, the Mac Mommy wants to play me, and I'm afraid she'll kick my butt at it. She will. She will. Yeah. But She's that, a smart lady. She is. But you know what? That's all right, because it um, gives you a challenge. You know, if you were beating everyone all the time, it would be pretty dull. You know, it would be a very boring game. Now, I, I've moved to the home entertainment section of the catalogue, Kevin. We're still on the catalogue, listeners. That's right, because... Mark didn't do any preparation and the catalogue came in the mail and, well, you know, he decided, what a good way to just waste an hour of everyone's time. Let's talk about what's in the catalogue. Mark's ass got saved by what came in the mail. Oh, there's the name for the show. (laughs) (laughs) Show title, that is. Now, uh, we, we know my love for classic movies, Kevin. And uh, they've got here Dr. Zhivago, which I haven't seen for maybe 10 years because I haven't had a copy of it, but they've got it for for $9. So I might actually pick that up. Have you seen that? Why are you shaking your head? Dr. Zhivago? I love that movie. Really? What's wrong with it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. What a snooze fest, dude. Next page. Don't worry, I'm coming to the exciting part, listeners. Kevin's got no taste. Absolutely no taste. Lethal Weapon Collection. Let me send you some hankies. Please do. I I need them because the tissues run out all the time. Uh, Lethal Weapon. Yes, Kevin's on with Lethal Weapon. Now, which one's your favourite? Um... I don't know. I really like them all. I... I can't think of one that I don't like. You know, I um, initially I didn't like the fourth one that much. I preferred the third, but the fourth one's grown on me. The first one now looks really dated, though. 
that's what I've started to notice that it, it's really that pure 1980s look and it just looks very dated so um is is that the one with mr joshua played by gary Busey? is he in the first yeah one? yeah oh i love that scene where he does the 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 lighter under his oh, hand yeah. you know and then that guy that plays the uh the kingpin of the 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 drug lord whatever you want to call him the general or whatever yep. his name is it's so funny to see him in that, you know, be such an evil bastard, and then see him as that dopey guy that played uh, in in the TV show Dharma and Greg. Oh, he played yeah. Greg's father. I didn't so. even. I, yeah. Now I remember that. Yeah. That that actually wasn't a bad TV series. I I remember I watching like it. I, you know what? I don't think I'd watch it again. Well, no correction. I probably would watch it again. But I don't think it's one that I'd buy. I think if it was on TV, I'd definitely check it out again. Um, it was funny at the time. I don't know whether I'd still see the same humor in it as I did when it was first on. It's still, we were talking about an episode of it not long ago. We were talking about the episode where Dharma decided to cook Thanksgiving dinner. And her and her crazy friend Jane, they had the turkey oh, there. I remember and they, Jane, yeah. Nuts. And they were... She looked inside turkey, and inside the turkey was a little bag that contains all the giblets and the, you know, all the innards of the turkeys, uh, mm-hmm. the organs. And Dharma goes, "Oh, look! His mom packed him a little lunch." Ha <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! So uh, that that was a good show. But uh, the Lethal oh. Weapon series, I do like all. Of, it's it does look dated. I'll grin. But Danny Glover and Mel Gibson together, gold class, absolutely classic. perfect. Those two. Now, Die Hard, they've got the quadrilogy. Out of Die Hard, which was your favourite movie? You know, I've got to say, maybe it's just because it's the newer one, but I I like Die Hard 4. But Die Hard 3, where the city gets evacuated, blown up and everything, I think that was the the best one that I enjoyed. Um, Again, the original Die Hard looks really dated. Die Hard 2, though, in the airport was pretty good. Um, yeah, it was good until you really start to understand some of the physics behind that one and that some of that stuff is plausible, you know, as I know it's made up and all that, yeah. like the, the very end of Die Hard 2 where they lit the fuse, lit that fuel on fire and it, that can't happen. It doesn't work that way. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, you, <sighs> I can't your- take you anywhere, can I? You've just single-handedly ruined Die Hard for me. I'm trying. Which one was the one with Samuel L. Jackson in it? Was that three or four? Uh, uh, three. 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 Yeah, they they were in Harlem. Yeah. Yeah, it was three. Yeah. Well, it was f- four. It's been a while since I've seen any of those, so I'm trying to really. Mm. I'm struggling, other than the first one, to remember what it is. And oddly enough, I saw Die Hard, uh, the original Die Hard movie recommended on a list of the 50 best Christmas movies to watch. And I went, really? Hmm. Yeah, that is, is very- that is right. That is a, a Christmas sort of movie. They tend to each one's got a Christmas scene in it. Well, yeah, so do, but I'm serious. That's, you know, oh, let's have the family get together. Maybe we'll watch Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Then we'll watch Bruce Willis disembowel somebody. You know, nothing that, wrong that, with That's it. a family holiday right there. Let's go with it, listeners. <laughs> now... Police Academy, you know what? Honey Boo Boo. 
You know what, Kevin? I, I think we got disconnect, reconnect again because your volume's going up and down and we can't hear you properly anymore. So if I talk, nobody can hear. Police Academy, Kevin. Stick to the catalogue. The catalogue's the show notes. Uh, they've, they've got a box set at the moment and they've got a little police light that spins around, a, a little battery-powered police light uh, on top of it. And actually, that's not a bad price. $29 for all seven movies. That's... um. There were seven of those? Yeah, well, they after six, where they had uh, Mr. Big, then they went to... Um, I'm pretty sure they went to Russia and, and did one from Russia. But yeah, there's seven movies in the, the series. First two. No, there's seven. There's a lot of them. First, two, The first two are the best, though. Um, that's the franchise they got the hell kicked out of it. Yeah, and but you know what? It seriously needs a reboot. It needs someone to come along and, and reboot that now because it's, it's been twenty years. Has it? Yeah, since the last movie. Ah. Well, going on because uh, it was ninety three. I think the last movie was released in ninety three. So um, it certainly needs to um, needs to be re released. Um, Oh, they've got an Alvin and the Chipmunks box set, and you get an Alvin hat with the ears sticking out of it, so that you look like Alvin. I think that would be a good look for you. That would, that would. And they've got the Harry I, I Potter... Think, I, sorry? I was going to say, no, I, I, I can see you as a chipmunk. I w- you know what, I should do a chipmunk voice on, on this show, just, like, I can't do it, but do a, a voiceover type thing, and have it run at double speed, and... You know, the listeners can't understand me anyway, Kevin, so... Yeah, what difference does it make? This is true. I mean, what the hell difference will it make? Absolutely. Harry Potter. You a Harry Potter fan? Uh, I never read the books, but I've seen some of the movies. Um, And the ones I've seen, I liked. But I'm trying to remember which ones I've seen. I've seen, like, the first and the third. And maybe the fourth. Aren't there, like, six movies? There's seven. Or, well, really, there's eight, but so the last one's split into two movies, part one and part two. So technically seen, there's eight, but practically there's seven story arcs. I've seen, I've seen like three of them, I think. Maybe four. You, you need to see more Harry Potter. I love Harry Potter. I've got all of oh, them I, now. I, and uh, I loved it. It was just a matter of getting the time to watch it. Um you know, that matched up with my schedule of doing nothing. <laughs> of living life. <laughs> uh, now, they've got the Friends box set. 40 DVDs of Friends for $109. That's not a bad price, but I've already bought my wife all the, the 10 seasons, so that kind of sucks. Plus, you know, it's a guilty pleasure of mine. I do enjoy that show. We'll move on right now to Seinfeld. <laughs> Uh, you know what? I've never uh, got I've never got into Seinfeld. I I love watching Seinfeld on the TV, but every time I've gone to borrow a DVD, don't throw your middle finger up at me, Kevin. I'll turn the video off. Um, I I just I can't get into the DVDs for some reason. Watch them episode up after episode. But yet, if there's one or two episodes on TV, I love sitting down and just watching it. I don't know. I don't know why that is. It's just. It doesn't There's gel with me. With well. Something wrong with me. You know what? I'd, I'd say so. I podcast with you. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, after all, I mean, in the background of every episode, you always have Superman and a Mac computer on Jerry's desk. Yeah, but it's an old Mac computer. It was even old yeah. for the time, too. Yeah, but some, remember they had that 20th, was it the 20th anniversary edition of the Mac he had on his desk there Did for it? a while? That Remember that fancy black one that uh, Apple put out? Yeah, yeah, I know the, I know the computer. I didn't realize I'd put it in the show, though. Yeah, he for a yeah. while there he had one of those on his desk. Interesting. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah. <sighs> I just hit myself <laughs> with the catalog, people. <laughs> All right. Uh, now speaking of Batman earlier, because um, you know they, they've got the new Batman. Uh, Kevin, have you seen The Dark Knight Rises yet? No. Yeah, neither have I. I, I want to actually see it because I've got the whole trilogy now uh available and I've, I've actually got them on blu-ray but since the the um playstation 3 blew up and i haven't replaced the blu-ray player i just haven't bothered playing my batman movies which kind of sucks and actually they're, they're gretel's batman movies i got them for her for a gift because she likes batman you know i don't know Maybe why she's should... with me she dreams about batman it's like I cannot Maybe compete. Maybe you should put on a vinyl suit that makes you yeah. have six Ke- pack Ke- abs. Ke- Ke- Kevin, I'd be Fat Man then, not Batman, and that just would ruin my ego. Well, remember, spandex. It's a right, not a privilege. It's a privilege, not a right. <laughs> Good Lord. The, the, the listeners are probably throwing up just a little bit right at this point. Hey, in time. hey that's, that's from a geek movie, too, and I Is bet it? you can't even... Oh. What movie is that from? It's oh. a cla- the guy. The guy taps another guy on the shoulder. Says, "Look over there at that pooper. Remember, spandex. It's a privilege, not a right." I have no idea. It's a movie that came out in was it nineteen ninety six? If memory serves me correctly, uh, called Hackers, starring Angelina Jolie. I've seen Hackers, yeah. and I, I do like that movie. You know, admittedly, I haven't seen that for a number of years, maybe 10 years or more. There's just so many good movies out there that I just I don't get enough time to see. Now, we've got to talk about superheroes, because they've got superhero movies. Now, I've already got Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3, so, you know, I think we've spoken about that before. Iron Man, are you a fan of the Iron Man series? Oh, yeah. Yep. I like Iron Man. You know what? I love the Avengers movie. I, I wasn't yeah. sure how I'd like it, but that was a brilliant movie. So I haven't had a chance to see that, and I did see... I loved Captain America. I thought that was an excellent flick. You know, my family thinks Captain America is really... It sucked, and it wasn't a very good film, whereas I thought it was pretty good. I agree with you. Well, my son uh, sat there enthralled watching it with me. I mean, he was like, This is so cool! <laughs> uh, you know... Green Lantern's another one that gets that mixed response as well. I absolutely love Green Lantern. I love the comics. I love the the uh, animated movies, plus the, the movie that was released in 2010, 2009, 2011, in the last few years. Um, really, really good, but some people absolutely hate it, and I don't know why there's so much hate for Green Lantern. So, yeah, anyway... All right, on to the next page of our catalogue. We're probably running close to our, our hour time. 
We're, we're getting there, though, but, you know, we've still got more catalog to go, so the show must go on. Well, we're only halfway through the, the catalog, but, you know, we might we might miss the lingerie pages, I think, Kevin, just, you know, to be on the safe side, because, you know... Yeah, I don't need to see you looking at lingerie, that dude. That's well, just we, not... we, we don't need to share that. I mean, you know, we're, we're having our male bonding moments at the moment, but we don't need to go too far on that. Now, the Nintendo Wii U. Um, interesting device. You know what? I haven't seen one yet to play with it. But, boy, is it expensive. If you want two of those controllers with the screen in it, they're 199 Australian dollars each. And it's like... Yeah, I think I'm going to keep the Wii for this point in time, let the kids kill that, and then maybe, maybe update to that. But that is, like, the world's most expensive controller. I could buy a DS cheaper than that, and a 3DS at that, so... Yeah, the the Wii U, I'm trying to understand the benefit there. Um, I like the looks of it, it's pretty cool, but, you know, I don't know, we've got a Wii, and it really plays well, and... Well, I just can't see going any further into it at this point. I want to let them kind of, you know, those consoles traditionally, at least in my head, always the first time out of the gate when they're first mass produced. They suck. They have, yeah, they suck. The games suck. They have problems. Excuse me. And I think I'll play a wait and see. I'm actually considering buying a second Wii to keep downstairs here. Uh, in the family room, so we don't have to go all the way upstairs to play a week. <laughs> oh, not all the way upstairs. So certainly, you know, the the good thing is though is that the Wii's are cheap and the games are cheap at the moment too, because it's it's slowly being discontinued. So you're going to get better bargains, better deals. The big advantage over the Wii U, and, and this is where the the little portable screen comes in. You know, if you've only got, like, one TV and someone wants to watch something on TV, well, you can keep playing the game on the the screen. Now, in saying that, that's only in some games, too. It's got to be supported by the developer. And how many times do we know that things don't get supported by the developer? You know, so many fancy, really cool things can happen, but the developer didn't put it in. Um, the other thing, of course, is, say, for instance, if you're playing a golf game where you can take your traditional Wii controller... And then you put the new Wii U controller on the ground, and that's like your, where your golf ball will be. So your virtual golf ball will be there, and then you sort of swim, and you hit the virtual golf ball, and then it hits into the screen. And and it's got animations of the grass sort of going on, you know, on, on the Wii U controller. I think it's going to be great. I don't think it's going to be good for families, though. I really think it's going to be a bad family system this time around. The Nintendo's known for families. But I just see that that Wii U controller getting damaged, and I see parents no way spending a couple of hundred dollars to to replace the controller or to buy more so that you can all you know do stuff together. And admittedly, you can still use your old accessories. Um, but you know what? It's going to be a while to see whether or not it's going to be a gimmick and how it'll play out and. I'd call it more a hardcore console than I would a, a family-based console now. I think it's more for people like you and me with, you know, well, you know, I don't have older kids, but you've got older kids. I think, you know, definitely young kids, like my kids are still only uh, five and six, and I think, you know, a few more years need to go by before it becomes viable. You know, it does have a good launch lineup, but, um, you know, I'm not all that interested, I don't think. Well, you know, it's interesting because I've been looking at... My son has been playing my original Xbox 
uh, you know, from back in 2003 when I got the thing. Still works. Um, and he's rediscovering a bunch of the games, you know, that I have. I had I probably got oh, 20 or 30, yeah, about 30, maybe 20, 25 games. Mm-hmm. For it, and he's been rediscovering them and having a blast. It's actually making me think about buying a uh, refurbished Xbox 360 because I don't have one. But then the problem is, I think I've noticed Xboxes are getting cheap. I'm assuming that Microsoft is probably going to launch a new console shortly. But I 14, you know what? We'll probably see in 2013 where. Um, They'll announce their their next console, and then we'll see it released in 2014 sometime. Well, now, because I've seen some really good deals, EB Games, here in the United States, you can get a refurbished Xbox, I think it's, a, is it the 4 gig model or something like that, which sounds like ample to me, for yeah. $90? Mm. You know what, I, th- this is the problem that, Xbox has always had, and, and Sony's done the same thing with the PlayStation 3, where they've released a 12 gigabyte version. If you want to run something like Forza 3, and that just springs to mind, you need more than 4 gigabytes of storage. Um, uh-huh. Because what happens on some of the games, and I forget whether it's the Elder Scrolls or it's something else, but some, no, it might be one of the Final Fantasy games, it comes across two discs. And you need to load it onto the hard drive in order to play it. Um, So that can be an issue. And then if you look uh, at a game like Bayonetta, uh, which is one of my all-time favorite games, but the problem with that is if you play it off the disc, you are suffering through horrendous loading times. Whereas if you load it onto the hard drive, admittedly it'll take 20, 30 minutes before you can play the game. But once it's on the hard drive... No need to worry about it. It's there and absolutely perfect. So, um, I'm, I'm, look, I'm looking here at the specs. I was just looking again. Got me can, thinking about it. I'm trying to see where it says how much stored. Um, you know, you can put the, external hard drives onto the Xbox, though. Um, yeah, I see you, those listed here. But just, just make sure that whichever version of Xbox you get, that it allows for that. Um uh, this one looks like it does. Here's a, a 360 Xbox 360 wireless controller refurbished, $129. Then they show down there that you can buy a 20 gig or a, uh, a 60 gig or a 120 gig add-on hard drive for it. That's not bad because then you've got at least a bit of choice. Yeah, I don't know. I'll have to think about that. Besides that, I want a black one. I don't want a white one because everything else in the television in the entertainment center downstairs here is black, so... Well, they've got... The Elite is in black, but that's the really expensive one that's, like, really a little bit overpriced for what mm-hmm. you get in. Um, you know, you could always just go PlayStation 3. They've released the new, really slimmer again PlayStation 3s. And, um, you know, I, I, I miss my PlayStation occasionally, and I think what I really miss is that I can't play my Blu-ray discs and, you know, I should just go out and buy another one, but I've been sort of buying so much HD content on iTunes that I haven't missed it that much, <laughs> surprisingly. <laughs> but um, who knows? Maybe I should do something a little bit different. Uh, now, yeah, I wanna, I now I want to go shopping, Kevin. What are we doing? Why, why did I look at the catalogue? 
You were the one that said the catalog is the show notes, dude. Yeah, yeah. Well, on that note, we better call it an end to the show for this week, and uh, we better go and, and shop and buy some stuff online, and then we can talk about that next week, because ho- hopefully there's another catalog next week, Kevin, because, yeah. You know what? There, there was another catalog, actually, that I, I might might leave uh, till next week. It's appliancesonline.com.au, which is a, a discount appliance place online that you just order online. They've got no showroom. And I'm looking through and, you know, they've got, you know, big screen TVs. And because the new house we're moving to is going to be the lounge room. It's absolutely massive. My little 32-inch TV is, is going to just look too small. It's going to look sucky and I've got to get something bigger. Bigger! I, I'll have to say, I was I was eyeballing, I think it's Best Buy, yeah, has a uh, 50-inch LCD TV for 430 US. Yeah, aren't they cheap? I mean, seriously, you know, they're just getting so cheap now. They're, they're throwaway items. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not sure, from an environmental standpoint, I hate this throwaway society where you can buy a printer with the ink included cheaper than you can replace the ink cartridges. That is dumb. And, you know, I still use an eight-year-old printer. It still works. I'm not throwing it out. You know, it's, a, it's just not me, but... I can understand why people go, well, why would I pay $10, $15 more, you know, than this one over here, and I'll just throw the other one in the bin. But, you know, guys, it ends up in landfill, you know. Same with TVs. Yeah, I, well, not around here you can't. You have to take it through e-cycling, e- whether it's through a retailer or the uh, local municipality around here, you have to go through e-cycle, unless I've, you're I've a real a, schmuck. Yeah, and just dump and it throw it in the dumpster. Yeah. I, I've got to actually find out where our local one is because uh, with the move, there's a few computers I've got that we're not, just not going to take with us. We've just kept them as backups, but, you know, they've got faults and it's always like, oh, yeah, maybe one day I'll fix it or, you know, the speakers have blown in this iMac from 1998. Oh, yeah, one day I'll go on eBay, get new speakers, put new speakers in. Oh, I'll never do that, you know. So, actually, moving's a good thing because you can sort of, get rid of some of the old stuff and uh, and not take so much clutter with you and then you've got a new house to just clutter up. So uh, anyway, I think I said that this would be the end of the show probably five minutes ago and then we went down another rat hole. Well, everyone listening... Rat th- hole. <laughs> oh my God, Kevin's sinning again. We better close out the show. Um, so go and check us out at geekiestshowever.com. It looks like Geekiest Shower Ever. Kevin and me do not have a geeky shower together. It just looks like we do. Uh, send us feedback at gse at mymac.com. Kevin, stop showering. It is really, really, it's making my stomach churn and I haven't had breakfast yet. And uh, send us some feedback at gse at, no, no, we don't want a stripogram. <sighs> how, how, uh, how can I work under these conditions? I, I, Tim? I need a pay rise. This is just not working out. I need a pay rise now. Hey, he, already, he already agreed to double our salaries. Yeah, double a zero, eh? <laughs> <laughs> you know, one, one day we'll get some advertisers, and certainly anyone who's uh, interested in advertising on this show or any show on the Stoplight Network, uh, simply hit us up at uh, gse at mymac.com. We'll certainly uh, forward all your details to Tim. And uh, it'll help support the show, so we'd appreciate if you could do that. Um, and, uh, well, thank you for listening and subscribing. 
Until next week, take care. And don't forget, between now and next week, to hug a geek. And that was the suckiest outro ever. We didn't even tell the listeners where we could be found. So listeners, for me, because I'm still recording, go to markgreentree.com. You can find out everything about me, all my craziness. And Kevin, where can they find you? They can find me at twitter.com forward slash B-I-G underscore I-N underscore V-A or over at about.me forward slash Kevin Alder. Fantastic. How does that work? That works fine. And uh, Kevin, you better do your outro again. All right. So between now and next week, please, please don't forget to hug a geek. Hello. I'm Mike McPeak from Bard on the Plains podcast. Growing up on the plains of South Dakota, I used to listen to my dad tell stories about his life. I never had a chance to record any of these, but I realize that everyone has a story to tell. And that's what I try to do on this podcast, tell anecdotes of my own and have other people tell their stories in their words and in their voice. So please listen to Bard on the Plains podcast. It's about stories, mine and yours.